This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillah, alhamdulillah. As-salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I bear witness openly and without any hesitation that his Nabi and his Prophet and the Sayyid of the Anbiya and the Mursaleen and the Sayyid of Bani Adam is none other than Al-Mustafa Al-Mujtaba. Brothers and sisters, the Prophet, as you know, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to perfect the good character. And he came to do away with those character traits that are anti-Islamic. The Muslim is an individual who is productive. He's that person who takes the initiative. He's industrious. He's preemptive. The Muslim is not lazy. He's not the one who procrastinates. One of the fitness of COVID is that it shows us the reality of the problem that many of us have with procrastination and with being lazy. And that a lot of us are not on our normal schedules that we used to know prior to COVID. Our children are not going to school from eight to two or three. They're doing school from home. Many of us are, are, are working from home. Some of us are not working at all. And yet, prior to COVID, we used to wish and hope, I wish I had more time. If I had more time, I would read the Quran more. I would learn more. I would be on my salat more, but we find now with the COVID reaching almost a year, our children won't pray unless we go to tell them to pray. And even then, some of them won't pray. So what happened to that issue of if I were to have more time and I wasn't working like a donkey or a dog, I would be doing more. The Prophet wasallam told us, خَيْرُكُمْ أَنْفَعَكُمْ nas." The best person in this place right here is the one who brings most benefit to the other people. So right now, there are people in the masjid, for an example, who have facilitated in this masjid and other masjids for the Muslims to come and to pray and to do Juma and so forth and so on. They're benefiting people. Everybody here is benefiting people. The Uber driver, he brings you to the masjid that's benefiting the people. He brought me to the masjid. The people are going to hear the khutbah, although that's his job. He's benefiting the people. The one who gives the adhan, the one who's giving the khutbah, from the time that you wake up to the time you go to sleep, you have to look at yourself and look at your day and evaluate it. How many people did you benefit? Yes, benefiting your children, your close family. That is under this, no doubt about it. The Prophet told us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, every single day that Benny Adam wakes up, every day, he is purchasing, he is purchasing something, his soul. He is either going to free it and bring it to its liberation, or he's going to bring it to its destruction, every day. He'll liberate his soul when he wakes up for fajr and he makes the dhikr of Allah, he makes two rakat, and those two rakat of the sunnah better than the dunya, what's in the dunya? And then after that, he does his two rakats for Salatul Fajr. Inshallah, in Jama'ah, with his family. And then he does some adhkar. And then the mother gets up, and then they start to cook, and this and that, get the kids to school. And then he or she spends the bulk of their day benefiting people. 
it could be your own family and it could be those outside of your family. The more, the merrier. The point is that the Muslim is not the individual who has nothing to do. The Prophet told us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kullukum ra'in. All of you have a responsibility. Everybody here has a responsibility to your immediate family, to your extended family, to your neighbors, to the people in the society where you're living, to your community, and on and on and on and on. So at the end of the day, the person looks back and he says, what did I do today? He says, I smoked a joint. That one says, I drank some khamar. That one over there said, I didn't pray all day. So he frees himself, he frees his soul, the more benefit that he can bring to the people, himself included. And he hurts his soul and destroys it when he does the opposite. And for that reason, from the dua that the Prophet made, Ya Abdullah, every day and every night, every morning and every night, he would say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-ajzi wal-kasr. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from these four things that prevents a person from being productive. I seek refuge in you from being weak. Weak in my body where I can't even do anything. So if he's getting high and he's drinking and he's not resting and he's overeating and not taking care of their body, there's a price to pay. Prophet Muhammad used to seek refuge in that. I seek refuge in Allah from being weak. Something happens, I have to protect myself and my family. But because I'm a weakling, I can't do that. So I don't benefit them. I get beat up and they get beat up. I seek refuge in you from being weak. I seek refuge in you from being lazy. Lazy, making procrastination. I'm going to do it. I'll do it in Ramadan. I'm going to do it after I make Hajj. I'll do it when I get married. I'll do it when I get out of the college, when I get out of high school. I'll, I'll sofa, sofa. Oh, Allah, I seek refuge in you from being a coward. A coward, the people will tell you, you can't do that. So he doesn't do it. He's afraid to change the munkar. He's afraid to make al-amr ma'roof. Tell his family members, tell his neighbor, tell the people he see in the street, hey, that's not right. So he can't bring any benefit to the people because he is a khawaf, a straight up coward. And I seek refuge in you from al-haram. Al-haram is that thing that is senility. Because the one who is senile, he is on the shoulders of other people. So on a daily basis, the Prophet would make that dua, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam, tasleeman kathira. So the Muslim is the individual who, he's not lazy, and he doesn't procrastinate, and he gets things done, and he's not stuck on stupid. He looks every single day, what has been my productivity? And even if he or she made a mistake, or two or three or four, or a major mistake, or two, three, or four, he still is proactive and preemptive. He didn't die yet, so he makes tawbah to Allah. And he asks Allah to forgive him, remembering and knowing that the one who makes tawbah will be forgiven. The one who makes tawbah is like the one who doesn't have any sin. As I look in the audience, I know some of you, know some of you I don't know. We have names. Prophet Muhammad told us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is the most truthful name. Is the one who has the name Al-Harith or Hammam. Not Hammam like in the bathroom, Akramakumullah. Hammam. Al-Harith is the one who is planting. Inshallah, like the hadith said, 
In the daytime, he's planting good for himself by doing the halal, giving dao, and so forth and so on. Or he's planting evil. So he brings his nafs to destruction. And then Haman, he's the one who wants to do something. He wants to come to the masjid and get in the first row. He wants to come to the masjid and give sadaqah. He wants to come to the masjid and give the khutbah. He is Haman. All of that shows and, and, and indicates and it proves that the Muslim is fa'al. He's not what we have in the Muslim world today. Dragging behind and lagging behind the West and Europeans. And as a result of that, that gives us this sense of not being well. This sense of uh, inferiority complex, even to our children. Because if Islam was good, why are we in last place? We're in last place as it is perceived because we're not those people who are productive against what the Prophet brought, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, but in many ayat of the Quran, Muslims, follow that which has been revealed to you from your Lord, the Quran and the Sunnah. Follow those two sources. Follow the best of that which has been revealed. What you can do, follow it tenaciously and hold on to it. Before death comes to one of you, all of a sudden, and you were not ready. And then when the death comes, the person is going to say, Oh my Lord, oh my Lord, woe unto me. I've destroyed the opportunity as a result of procrastinating and not doing anything. And I was from those people who made a suhriya. There are many ayat of the Quran like that, telling us to hurry up, do this thing, not to be of those people who are lazy. Then the be of Islam, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, was asked by Abdullah bin Abbas, Abdullah bin Mas'ud, Ya Rasulullah, what is the best deed, most love to Allah? He said, making salat at this right time. Not at the end of the salat. That's the salat of the munafiqeen. That's the salat of Corona. I'm sitting there all day watching TV on the internet, doing what I'm doing. And then suddenly before Asa comes in, I jump up and I get lured in. But before Corona, I said, oh, I just wish I had time. If I had more time, I would pray my nawafil. I would pray the salat slower. I would go to the Juma. I would do this and I would do that. And I would read Surah Al-Kaf. If I only had more time, every Friday, I would do the simple issue as saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the Nabi more and more. I would make dua in that hour on Friday. But in Corona, I have that opportunity and I don't do it. As it relates to the zakat, the pillars of Islam, Allah Ta'ala commanded and mentioned in the Quran, Hurry up and spend from what I have given you. Hurry up and spend it before death comes to one of you. Hurry up, don't procrastinate. And then when the death hits you, you say, Oh my Lord, oh my Lord, give me another chance. I just want to spin. And then I'll become of those who are religious if you just give me another chance. Don't procrastinate now. Do what you can do now. As it relates to the psalm, Haddithu la haraj. You know we have a window of opportunity 
for to make up the fast, to do the fast. The hadith said, Badiru bil a'mal, fitinin, kakit al-layl al-mudlim. Hurry up and do the good deeds. Hurry up. Before the fitna comes and you can't do it. You can't go to Hajj. You can't do these things that you think you're going to have time to do. So as it relates to fasting, how many of our wives, how many of our daughters don't just owe fast from last Ramadan. They owe so many fasts they don't even know. They lost count. They don't know. And it's always procrastinating. I'm going to do it before the next Hajj. I'm going to do it before the next, before the next Ramadan. Where well, here we are. The next Ramadan, inshallah, is right around the corner. So why didn't during the course of the corona, the, the husband, why didn't he fast some days in the wintertime when the fast is short? He encourages his wife and his daughter. The opportunity is gone. So on and on and on. The Hajj, last pillar of Islam. The Prophet used to encourage the people, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in keeping with this, don't waste time. Don't procrastinate. Don't sit there and just do what Bani Israel did. It is not by your wishful thinking and the wishful thinking of Ahlul Kitab. The Jews, the Christians. Christians say, Jesus died for our sins. We don't have to do anything. We can smoke crack, sell crack, get high, do whatever we want to do, not pray, make shirk, but Jesus died for our sins. I'm not doing anything. The Muslim says, La ilaha illallah. Man jannah. That's it. No. The ayah said, it is not based upon your mere wishful thinking or the wishful thinking of Ahlul Kitab. You got to get up and do the works. The people in the state of loss, Allah swear by the asr time, except those who believe and do the righteous deeds. They believe and they do the righteous deeds. So the Prophet mentioned, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, arad al-hajj, fal Whoever wants to perform the hajj, hurry up and get it done. Do it this year. Don't say next year. Don't say when I turn 40. Don't say when I get married. So the point here, ikhwani, this corona, no doubt, it has had some good aspects to it and it brought khay with it. As Allah said, you may hate a thing that has good in it and it has some good in it. But it also brought some evil. It brought some evil. And from what it brought in the way of evil is that it shows us our reality. And that is, many of us are prolific procrastinators. Extreme chronic procrastinators. So my suggestion here is at the top of the list, Find out what the Prophet said and did about it, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and begin to make jihad against it. Aqulu qawli hadhu wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa nas'alallaha ta'ala at-tawfiq wa sadaad. Alhamdulillah. Hamdan kathiran wa tayyiban mubarakan feel. Wa salawatullahi wa salamuhu ala nabiyyina al-kareem. Yawm al-qiyam Allah mentioned that the human being is going to say, Rabbi, irja'oon la'alli a'malu salihan fi ma taraktu. Oh Allah, return me back to the earth so that I can do the good deeds that I should have done before. And Allah Ta'ala mentioned about that statement, kalla bal hiya kalimatun huwa qailuha. That's just a word that he's saying. Give that joke an opportunity to go back to the, gen- to the dunya and do the same thing or maybe even worse. All I need is time. All I want is time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Corona gave us time. Corona gave us time. So all I'm saying is, 
Take advantage of the tiny by the lot. Take advantage of your life before your death. Take advantage of your youth before you become older. Take advantage of your free time before you get busy again. Take advantage of your wealth before you become poor. May Allah give us the tawfiq and the assistance, inshallah, to be of those people we loves, he honors and he preserves. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.